Wow. The Dow just dropped more than 400 points. It's most likely going to drop even more from here as, of course, the price of oil essentially collapsed. You could now buy a barrel of crude oil for less than a bottle of sparkling water. Again, the times that we're in right now are unprecedented to say the least. And to talk about that, plus a lot more, we have Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor. But well, Tim, listen, wait, uh, let's, let's back it up because you had, we had just said show prep yeah. and we were talking about the price of oil and uh, you're like, yeah, it's $4 or $5. I go, no, no, it's, it, I just checked. It's $10.5. And, and you're like, no, it's 4 I'm like, no, no, dude, I'm the financial guy. It's 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 it's, it's $10. <laughs> and I went to go check right now on screen. And I'm like, holy crap, it's $4.70.78. Down 73% for the day, 92% on the year. And this is just, it's like such a crazy standard deviation type event that you never see that I was like, Luke, there's, there's just no way that that's actually going on. And so this is in real time, breaking it down of all this craziness. Sorry about that. Yeah, this has, this has huge, severe ramifications. And as Alan B. Lange said, he was the Wall Street analysis uh, who predicted predicted the 2008 uh, crash, he's saying the next 45 days may be the most critical period in U.S. financial history. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we could talk about oil specifically with, you know, the United States producing a lot of it becoming energy independent. We could talk about uh, Saudi Arabia and Russia mass producing this. And, and on top of everything else happening, the larger economic calamities, uh, this had to happen now. It, it makes you really wonder. This this is like a perfect storm, almost coming together with all the different circumstances that that really highlight a very severe picture moving forward, which me and you have been warning about ever since the beginning of the show. Because um, again, we're facing some very. I had very I had a podcast back when like only 12 people listened to my podcast in May of 2018 where it was called The Perfect Storm is Brewing and I mean it was about some other things that then led to where we're at now but you know there are people that knew that this was coming even J I remember even quoting Jamie Dimon in that one uh, we like to call him Jamie Demon I know that's what Jeff Berwick refers to him as and I think that's a great nickname where even Jamie Demon was talking about the things that I was worried about but he's in there lobbying to, to create this crisis and so then that way, that way the crisis gets created they get all the free money to then be able to then consolidate all their competitors and it is all this crony capitalism that uh, not crony but yeah, cr uh, crony capitalism that's going on but yeah I would agree that this is going back to the article here that the next 45 days may just become the most critical period in US financial history and you know because yeah. I mean and we it's already it already is nuts because we have had to seen the complete takeover of the economy by the Federal Reserve but oh nothing just a little money print they can't solve and you know paycheck protection programs oh ran out of money for the small businesses and then we've got places like wells fargo oh sorry we're you know prioritizing just people who have you know gigantic loans and sorry mom and pop you know we ran out of money for you just more of the same crap that always goes on and on and on over and over again luke i mean this is this is crazy trillions printed unemployment record numbers the economy shutting down oil collapsing i mean what what, what other writing on the wall do you need to say whoa uh, and, and again, I, that's why I've been making a lot of kind of calls on my main channel saying people, hey, uh, you know, st start getting, uh, you know, some uh, emergency food supplies all the way back in late January. Start getting some, uh, uh, you know, rice and beans, 
you know, start getting some gold and silver. Check that out if you want not financial advice. Uh, you know, I was like, hey, you know, a couple, 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 you know, days ago, uh, even a, over a week ago, I'm like, you know, maybe you should get some seeds. Now you can't buy seeds anywhere. A lot of, uh, you know, the supply chain for food is already breaking down, which is uh, just just astonishing to see. Yeah, because and you didn't again, even know this, but we do have an article right now where it shows upheaval in supply and demand for goods throws transportation networks into disarray, and also have an article where and i didn't even send this to you where it shows farmers could be winners as coffee prices spike and countries hoard during the pandemic and uh and then also you know now we're seeing uh you know direct cash payments into farmers you're seeing also gold premiums just soaring through the roof and so all the things that you were warning about and we were warning about and trying to get people to do ahead of time uh you know luckily we were personally were able to act ahead of time and a lot of we have gotten is awesome when we get people who send us messages saying thank you for helping us and our families and, and even little me getting messages like that. And so it's been grateful, but you know, we're not here to, you know, toot our own horns. We're trying to help people out. You know, yeah. in the last video we just did talking about the digital dollar and where all this stuff is going, there are gigantic, serious ramifications for everything that we're talking about. And it's not just about us. It's not just about trying to grow the channel. It's about trying to warn people for what's ahead because this is, has just gigantic ramifications. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, just a couple, uh, you know, weeks ago, I'm like, hey, grow your own garden. I still strongly recommend that. But I was like, hey, you know, buy some uh, survival seeds. I bought a survival seed, uh, organic non-GMO vault, literally, uh, like about two weeks ago. Now you can't get it anywhere. You can't get chickens anywhere as well. So they're they're backed up for months and months and months. So again unprecedented situation best to always be prepared for the worst that's that's been my major kind of tagline here uh some people criticized it but again uh look look at the situation that we're in it, it's it's not a normal one to say the least prepare talk about self-reliance talk about being prepared and responsible for yourself because we need that kind of talk more than ever in your local community with your neighborhood with the people that are in your family uh right now but but again there's a big debate sparked in the country whether we should reopen and not reopen there's a poll right now showing that six in ten americans are concerned that this kind of reopening of the economy uh is moving too fast there's other people in the streets protesting to lift a lot of the restrictions to reopen immediately not getting into that debate but will it be too late to uh, even reopen with some of the calamities that that a lot of people are talking about you know people are now are talking about the novel economy and and recovering from all of this fallout which is uh, severe steve minushin uh, you know, the, the Treasury Secretary is saying, well, everything will just back, back, you know, bounce back to normal in months, you know, and, and again, that's not very likely. It's well, important. Better than Bernanke, you said, it's like a snowstorm. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, all, it's also important in this time to look at Italy because they're really the canaries in the coal mine. The way that Italy will recover a Western nation will really be uh, the, the kind of situation that we should look out for because they were first hit. They were first devastated. They're now recovering. Their kind of recovery from this economic devastation will be something we want to keep a very close eye on, especially with China's actions, because many people are saying that China now will come into Italy and buy up a lot of Italian brands and companies and manufacturing plants from them because Italy and China already had a very uh, good agreement between each other where Chinese slaves were literally sent to Italy to work on, quote, Italian-made products. This is one reason why many people think that this sickness spread as far as it did in Italy. 
And then hug. So then let's not forget that hug a hug a Chinese citizen day that they were having in Italy too. Yeah, yeah. The mayor that. of Florence <laughs> promoted a fight against bigotry and racism, which was more important than the pandemic, by by saying, you know, go hug your local China man uh, that just came back from China. Literally promoted by Chinese state media, television, the Chinese government that pays for that television promoted that idea to the general public. And there are some idiots promoting that here in the United States. So uh, seeing the mayor of Florence promote that again, just shows you, uh, you can't have any faith in government. You have to have faith in yourself. You have to be reliant on yourself. You have to be independent of anyone and everything else. This is why I'm on a freaking farm right now. Okay. I saw a lot of this coming. Uh, I, I tried to warn as many people as I can. Um, and, and as I've been saying from the beginning, look at the economy, the, the, I mean, oil collapsing, holy cow. I mean, uh, this is crazy. Yeah, no, it is, it is absolutely crazy, unprecedented. I mean, what, to see oil go down like 70% in one day, I mean, that just doesn't happen. Uh, I mean, are they going to start like paying us to go taking oil now to store it in our cars? I mean, is that what is that? I mean, I don't want to give – actually, that is an idea I would like to give them because that would actually maybe benefit us. But is it, it's so funny how just the other day, uh, you know, we had all these stories about how Trump was trying to – don't worry, we're going to raise the price of oil, which, you know, why is that a good thing? Uh, and so we wanted to – so they, just like government can't even raise the price of freaking oil when they try doing it that they you know even we had stories you know today is 420 so happy 420 so we have we had stories before out of canada where canada couldn't even sell weed weed right and they managed to, the canadian government managed to lose money selling weed i don't have that up here it's just something i remembered from before it's just to highlight government ineptness and just everything they do like everything they touch just goes to crap uh and speaking of going to crap we have eric peter's Fed isn't delaying the inevitable inevitable reckoning. It's making it worse. And I absolutely agree. So the article goes on to say the Fed unleashed its latest programs, two point three trillion dollar program that expanded liquidity to small business and municipalities alike, or at least that's how Jay Powell marketed it. And the Fed's balance sheet, we saw it absolutely, absolutely has been exploding. I know John Stice and I had made some bets on where we thought that that was going to be. It uh, looks so f- far right now that it looks like I am the so far going to be the uh, sitting pretty in that type of bet. And then where is it? There was one other article that I think I wanted to find. Oh, here it is. So we've got on screen right now, a glaring new conflict of interest undermines public trust in the Federal Reserve. And of course, we are talking about BlackRock and Larry Fink and uh, their new sweetheart deal that they do have with the Treasury. But the U.S. Central Bank has hired private equity giant BlackRock, which manages some $7 trillion in assets, to run purchases of corporate bonds and commercial mortgages that are part of its response to the pandemic-led recession. And also, guess who one of the, guess who one of the guys who basically invented this category of mortgage-backed securities was? Well, if you guessed Larry Fink of BlackRock, you would have been, you would be a correct winner on that one. And so, so basically, these big banks have gotten even bigger. Uh, and then BlackRock's assets under management were $1.3 trillion. And a lot of their assets that they have are these crappy junk bonds, high or they call them high yield bonds, or actually junk bonds. But it's these junk bonds that they own, and then they get to then dump their own junk bonds off their balance sheet, give it to the Federal Reserve at over a hundred cents in the dollar in some cases. And meanwhile, we get screwed. So BlackRock should be taking a massive haircut. Their funds should be getting annihilated. They should be getting put out of business. But instead, they get paid a ton of money, and they get to collect even bigger asset under management fees. And it really just pisses. 
pisses me off seeing how this all the, the, the richest people that's getting even richer and this is not capitalism this is complete crap and uh, you know I'm sorry that I'm you know, getting worked up over this but you know just, just to know how this actually works to know the underlying mechanisms of this and know that this is way above people's heads and oh I got my $1,200 so I don't care about what tyranny comes down my throat just really you know gets me worked up on this so maybe I maybe I do need to take part in some 420 or something for today because right now all this is uh, really working me up Luke seeing you know BlackRock's complete uh, you know consolidation of the economy and just you know gigantic screw job that they're implementing over here Luke yeah I mean it's socialism for the super rich their losses of course are you know not privatized their, their profits are privatized whatever money they get yeah it's it's like a rigged casino game where they just can't lose you're at a casino you know the rules are the rules some douche flute walks in there with his little top hat and his mafioso gangster suit, which 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 they essentially are. That that's what they are. And he's like, "Well, I'm just not going to lose today. Everyone else is going to lose. I'm just going to make sure that all my games are rigged. Meanwhile, your game of life, no, you're just going to be screwed." And and that's essentially what's happening here with again these hedge funds, these organizations. I mean, uh, Black Cube is one of them. Citadel is another one. And there's just a revolving door be- between the people who work in government for the people who work for these private entities. Wait, is, Bla- is Black Cube one of them? Is that really one? Are you talking about Black Rock or, or is Black Cube Black Rock. One? Black okay. Rock. Because I'm, yeah, like, yeah, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, man, if there's a Black Cube of Saturday, which I think I actually was reading there is a Black Cube type fun out there. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, maybe you guys leave us leave us in the comments if you guys can find any of that out there too. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, correction. BlackRock again. All of them have these like weird Illuminati sounding names, and, and I, I I'm studying a lot about that, that kind of occult stuff right now, so I got a little mixed up there. But especially with Citadel, I mean, there's a reason Ben Bernanke works at Citadel, and that's another major company that's going to sure. be benefiting off of these kind of crazy times that we're dealing with, where the Federal Reserve's like, hey, hey, buddy used to be with us what do you want what do you need oh unlimited money and cash yeah sure we'll just you know we'll just print print some up right there for you here you go buddy just take it yeah you're you're our good friend you know you blew blew your watch too early luke because i i was coming at you with some more oh 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 but and actually guess what blackrock black cube is an investment firm because i do remember seeing this and so let me let me share the screen with you right now luke because if you actually go and see how they uh how they marketed this so let me let me reopen uh the screen over here so oh you got the black cube just opening up right over there right on q and so now that i'm looking at this in real time right now i haven't done a deep dive in this but i do remember reading about this but uh black cube offers fast and accurate intelligence and analyst service for hedge funds private equity firms and large investment houses so when, so when you were saying that so I, was, I was right i was right so i was I, talking about this company because i was doing research into this company it's a former israeli intelligence officer uh that, that founded this company yeah. and they work of course in, in 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 a lot of the major hubs and they also have a very cozy relationship with the federal reserve yeah and so uh you know i'll give a shout out to sam tripoli because he always talks about black cuba saturn and that's how, and i remember i sent this article to sam tripoli or not this article but i sent him an article on black cube a few months ago and uh so when you said black cube yeah. i wasn't trying to correct you i didn't know if you were talking about black rock that we were just talking about or this other black cube which i well, have they're, not they're, done they're, a lot. they're like a pri- they're, they're also like a private intelligence agency that worked with harvey weinstein and they're the group that oh, was yeah. hired to uh, to intimidate and to attack 
and to try to get journalists not to release stories, not to come forward, not to make Harvey Weinstein look bad. So again, it might be, be another black. It might be another black cube because that's like all you know. That's like the in vogue thing to do over there. But we'll have to go check that out. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's funny that, like the rabbit holes we get down that we weren't planning on talking about. Uh, but yeah, but black cube is a thing. If you guys, we'll have to do a show on black cube of Saturn sometime. Uh, but yeah, just, I know we've gotten off the rails of what we were initially trying to talk about, but uh, it is 420, so maybe if people are already indulging, then maybe they'll find this uh, you know, yeah, to be yeah. a, a somewhat funny financial show. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's important to look at all these different aspects of it because they're, they're, they're so interconnected. They're so interlaced. So it's it, sometimes you know people get mixed up. Sometimes people make mistakes. It's important to own up to it. We're man enough to own up that, uh, yes, I, I made a mistake here. And that's that's what makes us different than a lot of other people is having that honest, real conversation, which a lot of people are missing. Long and short of it, you're getting screwed. <laughs> Companies with Illuminati-sounding names are just raking in the dollars. Meanwhile, everyone else is left to suffer, and the suffering is just beginning. It's only getting started, and it's going to get a lot worse, especially with what is happening on the market, especially what is happening with energy, with oil, and what's going to be happening very soon with all of this coming to forefront right in front of us that will implicate a lot of different individuals. And this is why it's important more than ever to look at the details and see what's happening. That's what we try to do here. Tim, anything else you want to say before we go? No, I was just showing up on screen. Uh, you know the way, way, exactly. You were right. Uh, Harvey Weinstein's, you know, uh, you know, connections to the Black Cube intelligence firm over here. So we see intelligence firm Black Cube apologizes for Harvey Weinstein work and how they were an Israeli intelligence company. I'm not sure if it's the same Black Cube. You guys will have to let us know down there in the comments. But you know, Luke, you know, you were right in the money with that one. Uh, and so it's just it's sort of funny how you know all this stuff ends up ends up working out. That yeah, there is a Black Cube uh, that does have something to do with investments. It might not be the same one as the intelligence one but anyways crazy rabbit holes that we find ourselves in so yeah, yeah. a lot more research we're gonna be doing stay well, right tuned now, for more here on change the news. so i think it's you know a perfect time to give a quick because this this is financial the reason marijuana is illegal is a hundred percent financial uh and, and just to give you that i have not looked up this information since about 2007 in 2007, I had a teacher who said, you know what? And I was going to a liberal arts school in New York. So shout out to Geneseo, even though I learned nothing there and it's school's just a big scam. But anyways, while I was there, I had a teacher that said, you give any, any presentation you want on anything except for, and at the time I was terrified of public speaking. Uh, no one would guess that now. You could give a speech to anything you want except for marijuana. And it was a, it was a, you had to have a, some sort of prop up there. So I'm like, you know what? I can't stand this teacher. I'm going to give a speech on hemp. And so my very first slide was a big pot leaf up there. Anyways, I gave a super detailed presentation and now let's get into what that presentation was. So getting into, and no notes on any of this stuff, but what, there's a book called The Emperor Wears No Clothes by Jack Herrera. So if you guys are used to that strain of weed, that the actual, that's where, this is where the story comes from. So he wrote a book called Emperor Wears No Clothes. And where the whole story comes from is basically in the, in the, uh, Funny, it's about the 1930s. You, cotton was uh, basically responsible. You had a cotton gin, but you did not have a hemp gin. And so what they ended up doing was they said, okay, uh, they ended up basically inventing the hemp gin or the hemp decorator. I believe it was in 1937 or 1938. And then hemp, you can grow four times more of it per acre, grows four times faster. It can basically, it would, it would destroy cotton. There'd be no more reason to basically ever use cotton again. 
if hemp were to be allowed to thrive. You had Popular Science Magazine calling it the next billion dollar crop. Again, this is like a cover from like 1936 or something. Again, not not looked at these notes in like 13 years. So you have this Popular Science Magazine is coming out. Everything's moving towards hemp because now there's the hemp decortator or however you pronounce it, the hemp gin. Let's call it the hemp gin. So then, the, so then what happened is the head of the FBI at the time was Henry J. Anslinger. His cousin was one of the head of the DuPont family. So DuPont had almost about 75% of their resources was invested into cotton at the time. And so then what they did is, you know, he, he called up or however they did it back then, sent a telegram maybe uh, to his to his cousin and said, hey, you know, we need to, we need to ban uh, marijuana. So what they did was they basically conflated marijuana and hemp being the same thing and then said, uh, you know, little Johnny, you know, would take... This is in the congressional record. So you look up like reefer madness. So little Johnny would take what, you know, one hit of weed. He would then go and murder his whole family with an axe. Like literally in the congressional record also says most violence causing drug known to man. But it's because of the connection between the FBI, DuPont, hemp, cotton, marijuana. All has to do with basically cotton is the reason marijuana is illegal. So then they said that cotton and marijuana were, were basically, or sorry, cotton, sorry, weed and, and uh, hemp, they, they conflated those as being the same thing. And they were also saying that, you know, white women were getting raped by black guys who would take one hit. So they had to make it racial too. Uh, and then you've got, you know, Joe Biden, you know, making up with, you know, the 94 crime bill and, you know, having Kamala Harris probably will end up being his VP, who was the one who was, you know, helping enforce this and throwing black people in jail and minorities in jail for smoking weed. But as, as I digress, so then they started doing studies like Mayor LaGuardia out of New York did a study saying that marijuana is not violence causing. Uh, this is, you know, complete bunk as, uh, you know, as, uh, Luke or, or Joe Biden would say. And then all of a sudden what they then ended up doing was saying, okay, well, you can never have another study ever done again, proving positive effects of marijuana. The other thing they did is they technically didn't make it illegal. They copied what they had from the machine gun stamp tax act and said, okay, marijuana isn't technically illegal, but you have to have a stamp. But in order to get the stamp, you have to have the marijuana. But if you have the marijuana, you've already committed the crime. And so we've seen them, you know, use that to do other things. I know recently, I forgot what it was, but there was something else where they're using that same, uh, basically catch 22 to try to, you know, get people on. But it's, and I wasn't really prepared. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have any notes for any of that. So maybe it was like kind of jumbled, but anyways, it has to, it's so crazy that it's, Everything's a lie. And then let's say you've gone through the system. You've heard that weed's the most violence causing drug known to man. You heard that little Johnny will take a hit and kill his whole family with an axe. And that, I mean, that's what, that's what they were saying. And then you realize, oh, well, this is not as dangerous as what I was made out to believe. Maybe heroin isn't as bad. Maybe fentanyl is not that bad. Maybe cocaine's not that bad. And then you start doing things that are bad. And then because it's illegal, then you have to then go to different, find different dealers. And then those dealers can then cut whatever you're doing and lace it with other stuff. And it then gets you then addicted to other drugs that are bad. And then, then it's literally the government effing up everything and making these problems even worse for themselves. And then there's more police. De- I mean, look at the times when there's been the most police deaths in America. It's been when, you know, during prohibition and then during, you know, this other new prohibition that we have. And at one point, marijuana was actually legal in the 20s and early 30s while alcohol was illegal. And it's funny because now you're seeing in some places where, where alcohol sales were deemed non-essential while weed was being deemed essential. And so it's like, you know, it's like a whole repeat 
from you know over a hundred years ago. And I'm you know at this point I'd probably start rambling on of, of something, but it's just a cri- I really recommend if you want to see more on this Emperor Wears No Clothes by Jack Herrera, or if you ever you know smoke his strain, that is uh, where it comes from, and that's the hidden story. Uh, you know, uh, it's kind of like doing like a little Brad Meltzer, I guess, on you of uh, you know the real story behind why weed's illegal. Okay, Joe Biden. How dare you conflate me with Joe Biden? That's a that's a big That's a bunch of malarkey. That's a bunch of malarkey. How dare you? <laughs> I speak old fashioned, okay? I believe that there's uh, more power with uh, more of a range of and plus like not being able to curse. You know, you got to be a little creative sometimes. So, yeah, obviously hooey and malarkey, but um the, <laughs> yeah, Biden, I mean, man, that guy. Holy cow. I mean, if there there ever was a a a, a puppet person that they just threw in there into the wolves uh that situation is not going to work out great but yeah when it comes to 420 in the history of uh, marijuana when you look at william randolph hearst when you look at all the propaganda surrounding those big efforts to the day where it still continues where it still feeds the the prison industrial complex holy cow i mean you have a massive confirmed conspiracy that exists and still continues because of what someone just trying to make sure that they could make more money on paper and get rid of hemp we should be utilizing and using hemp and most importantly just like hemp has been suppressed so has other alternative energies and the the lobby for that was the oil lobby they were protecting their assets the, now, the oil, the oil, the first Model T was made out of hemp. There's a picture of yeah. Henry Ford hitting it with an axe and bouncing off and ran off of hemp. The first Model T ran off of hemp seed oil. And so it's funny that, you know, I was like, oh, this doesn't have anything to do with oil when technically it also does. I guess we could bring it around full circle that we could, yeah. you want to go save the environment? We could run everything off of hemp. We could stop cutting down trees for paper. We could stop cutting down trees, you know, cotton for all, but you know, they want their slave labor so that way they can have their prison, you know, minority making goods for four dollars an hour uh the whole thing just pisses me off so much and if people knew the truth behind it i mean well that's what i was gonna say i was like this is this is connected to everything that i was gonna make that connection before you jumped in there uh so there are a lot of alternatives out there there are solutions out there it's not as doom and gloom as people make it out to be we can get out of this better than ever but it's going to take a lot of work a lot of self-responsibility and you individually deciding to start to act and move forward in the right direction. Voting not only with your dollar, but voting with your clicks, voting with your attention and getting the wider world to get to understand that it, it, it doesn't have to be this bad. A lot of the problems could be avoided. The solutions are right in front of us. Hemp is another wonderful example. We could run cars on that. We didn't need to have a whole petro Saudi Arabian totalitarian dictatorship prompt up on this whole global system because it's all built on a farce while common sense answers and solutions are right in front of us in our noses, especially mine because it's so big and it's time. We wake up and smell the coffee, wake up to that and get this important information out there. So, um, yes, uh, good points. Uh, somehow randomly 
with the stream of consciousness connected all of that uh makes makes perfect sense was it wasn't planned but uh you know that's how i guess how it comes at 420 that no we don't don't plan here we're getting a lot of comments from uh jojo we're all the alternative media just so you guys know there's no bad blood here we're just you know messing around here we even made a special t-shirt for jojo for josh sigerson of weather alternative media Uh, i'm putting it in the chat room now so if you guys want to see our homage to uh josh you could you could see it on, on that link there that i just sent in twice uh, just so you guys, you know, see that there's no bad blood. There's healthy competition, which I think uh, we need more of and more kind of open dialogue and conversation. But yeah, that's it. Anything else you want to say before we close it off here, Tim? No, I think that's a good place to uh, to end it. I mean, I've been here all day and now, so uh, you know, it is 4:20. So at some point, I got to do some real work too for the day. But definitely appreciate you guys having me on. You guys can find me at thelibertyadvisor.com. Also, check out Change the News. Got that on screen right now. Uh, if we get 40 more subscribers, we'll be at at least 9,100 for the day because you know it's going to be very soon before you won't even be able to find us uh, even on We Are Change. So thank you, thank you, Luke, for having me. S- Cynthia Downs, Luke can sniff a kilo in one shot with that nose. <laughs> I love your comments. I might have love a bigger nose than you, too. I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't uh, know about so, that. Don't, don't, don't you dare. Not a competition. Uh, uh, love your comments. Love your participation. Without you, I wouldn't be here. And this is why I love you guys. Thank you again so much for watching. Stay tuned for more here on We Are Change.